We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques which uh, will enable the controlling oligarchy to get people actually to love their servitude. Uh, people can be made to enjoy a state of affairs which, by any decent standard, they ought not to enjoy. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Too many kids are what's making the planet worse. A lot of these kids come from bad gene pools. They don't have stable parents making good decisions. Mercury containing vaccines may help not harm kids, according to two new studies in the journal Pediatrics. These new studies suggest that the opposite, that the preservatives may actually be associated with improved behavior and mental performance. Chloride in water is supposed to fight tooth decay, but could it also cause cancer? Turns out the government had the right under U.S. law to conduct secret testing on the American public under specific conditions. We have to work the dark side over there and spend time in the shadows. Any attempt to achieve world order must be the work of the devil. Well, join me. I, I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. There's a need for a new world order. Someday, in the next few years, a solution will emerge. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Friday, the ninth day of January 2009. We are the good ship humanity, steaming straight in to the New World Order super typhoon that intends to sink us. I see the gullible, poisoned, hypnotized public. They're like little children, so trusting, having no idea the grid that is being built and tightened around their little throats. But, as history has shown, the public is generally out playing foolishly and it is up to the good men and women of honor, of decency, who love humanity and who understand the danger of corruption and wickedness to stand up and fight. And if we take the field, they will fail. The new world order will fall. We don't have a choice. They're giving us no quarter. CuttingToTheMatrix.com is our guest website. CuttingToTheMatrix.com. My websites, of course, are PrisonPlanet.com and Infowars.com. And he uh, joins us every few weeks. We're always honored to have him join us from Canada. He is Alan Watt. He's with us for the next hour and 50 minutes. Alan Watt, we didn't do any pre-interview. Uh, whatever you want to get into today, I'd love to break it down. Any of the latest news developments? Uh, the establishment is accelerating their announcement. They are setting up a world bank to be the world government. Uh, they are admitting just so much of their agenda right now uh, out of the gates. Why is the establishment, after denying all this for all these decades, now emerging and admitting uh, that they indeed are setting up a tyrannical world government, but for our own good, in quotes? I think, to be honest with you, that they're so sure of themselves now they have the whole thing in the bag. They, they, have, they do control all of society, uh, the, the cultures of every country in the world now are they're interdependent the same as the economy is the cultures are as well it all comes from hollywood and, and television uh, the same newscasters etc worldwide and so they have they're pretty sure themselves plus 
they have all of academia, the worldwide, sewn up on board with this agenda. And they, they do know, and they've written about this in the past, that it was essential to get academia on their side because they become the future leaders, bureaucrats, CEOs of corporations, and so on. So when they're all trained in the same tunnel vision of this world order, um, they, they think that the people, they call them the proles, as Orwell called them too, the proles are not even relevant. The masses don't even know what's happening, and most of them, to be honest with you, don't really care. Uh, so this has always been their standard philosophy. We saw them when they set up the communist system as a dialectic to help bring all this about, uh, that uh, communism was spread from the universities, from professors downwards, and that became the prevalent culture within uh, society in the Western Hemisphere. Now they're bringing the, the both together, but they truly do have uh, all the, the basic academic sciences on board with all of this agenda, including eugenics, including the necessity to depopulate drastically, rapidly, and also to get rid of what they see now as the useless eaters that would be left over from a previous society. They're going into the new world order with the new man uh, and a much reduced society of what they think are the better gene types. Uh, the old man now, according to the Darwinian principle, which they're all grounded on, um, is now obsolete and cannot be brought through into the new system. Now, to be specific, we're not even debating whether there's evolution or whether, you know, that theory had some basis in reality. That's not, we're not debating that either or. The fact is that's their governing system through social Darwinism and eugenics. And so that's their rationale for all the horrors that they carry out when in reality from studying the elites, interbred, uh, we know causes a lot of psychotic behavior, delusions of grandeur a lot of other behaviors. So really we have a aberrant strain of malfunctioning humanity who are very intelligent and well-organized, uh, but also psychopathic uh, sociopaths and a gaggle of uh, fellow travelers uh, who only have certain pieces of the puzzle. And then you have all these subgroups that believe they're at the highest echelons of power when they're really in lower echelons of the pyramidal power structure who revel, <coughs> excuse me, in the raw exercise of mindless power. And uh, that's why when you talk to these mid-level elitist and, and technicians and university professors that say they want to kill the majority of the public, uh, they're that very infantile and uh, aren't very intelligent. But if you talk to one of the higher-level globalists, they are intelligent. Can you can you go through that and, and, and the way this is broken down from your research in, in different subgroup directives and, and, and the type of mindset uh, of these p uh, petty power people who believe that they're members of the elite? Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a book out there people should try and get a hold of. It's called Political Ponderology. And it's about the study of evil in mankind, something that was studied in ancient times, but not so much today, because they don't believe in evil uh, or the outcomes of evil. There's always someone that benefits, therefore it's okay. That's, the, that's basically the Kabbalistic form of it, which they're all on board with too. Uh, but Ponderology, uh, this book, goes into psychopathy and how the elites and all nations, all peoples, uh, are basically psychopathic. They rise to the top in every society because they're ruthless. Uh, they have no conscience whatsoever. They're very cunning. They have certain traits. A psychopath will feel no emotion for other people outside his own little circle or what he owns or he sees as that he, which he owns. Um, but he's very good. He's like a camera 
who studies other people as he grows up, watching how they behave and interact. And they become tremendous salesmen, they become politicians, they do gravitate towards positions of power, but they're also sadomasochistic in their makeup. This came out uh, at the Nuremberg trial, where uh, studies were done on the followers, the higher followers of Hitler, and they glorified Hitler to the very end, um, and yet they despised the, the weaker officers beneath them. So that is pseudo-masochism. You, you, you crave, you will worship the person with more power than you have yourself, and you'll, you'll do his bidding immediately with no questions concerned, and you will despise the lessers beneath you. That is pseudo-masochistic, and that's a standard uh, part of this whole system in which we live. In other words, since the creation of commerce and money and the, the debt system and banking and so on, and the armies that can finance, take over other countries, uh, seize their assets, um, resources, and so on. We've, we've always had the same types gravitating to the top in all societies. In fact, history is just uh, the, his, the stories of his stories, basically, that's what history is, um, of the ruling elites who gain power by being ruthless and um, merciless towards other people or rivals. And we have them today in an organized system. This is the problem. Now, all many subcultures, you might see nations, in fact, have their top gang at the top. Hoover is at the top of the tree in Japan, China, wherever, is a gang. It's basically a gang with the most power, and they're all psychopathic in their origins. Today, we have an international uh, group where they've all come together, and they have been working on this for an awful long time by certain foundations pushing it and networking them all together until they're all on board. And as I say, they've all, uh, they're all using or hiding behind the Darwinist theory of survival of the fittest, uh, of the extinction of inferiors that have no further use. That's the theory of Darwinism. And therefore they have con uh, concluded that they are the fittest and they've proven their worth by gaining power, holding on to it intergenerationally, marrying the right types, uh, because the wives are selected for them uh, in these groups and have been for hundreds of years. And Alan, we have, uh, just to add a point going back, I was backing you up, uh, you see it in the press, you see it in sociology reports, that in Washington, D.C., in New York, in London, that uh, the most popular places for sadomasochism and what all of the elitists, whenever they get caught in a sting or happen to get caught, it is hardcore sadomasochism, yes. whereas you or I or a normal nurturative person do doesn't like that. They love it, and they love dominating or being dominated, and that interchanges, you know, normally goes both mm -hmm. ways. That really is, the, and then the greatest extension of that is they love to torture small children to death uh, because, it, again, it's that great power, and they love hurting something uh, innocent, would you say in these interlocking, when we come back, I want to go through from your study the different gangs we have, that at the next to the highest level of the pyramid is the scientific gang, where whoever's the most cold-blooded is who is uh, admired, uh, and then above that is the elite families. There's no doubt. In fact, Huxley himself went through the whole strata of uh, the dominant minority and the scientific elite who were specially bred, including his own group, to help this dominant minority. And then I want to get into the cloning, uh, the designer babies already happening, the cloned cows, the cloned milk. Uh, they're now having to put on milk that it's cloned or it isn't cloned. I mean, w where this brave new world is going with the amazing guest, Alan Watt, on this live Friday edition. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen.
Okay, let's go right back to Alan Watt. Breaking down exactly who these elite are. And again, they've written thousands of books on it, thousands of papers. And they laugh and say, look at the slave scum. They can't even read what we're saying we're going to do to them. And they say that's prima facie evidence. I've had, as you I know, had Alan elitist. Say, Alex, look, you tell them, and they don't even listen to you. See, you need to join us. And I say, listen, I'm a nurturative person. I, well, I know what I do to others comes back on me. I, I, you know, you people are evil, and you've helped dumb people down. You, you, you've accelerated uh, the domestication and the institutionalization of the public. And this is a great crime against uh, life, against our species, against humanity. And uh, they just snicker. It's uh, or they act sad and go, well, you just don't know the law of nature, do you? We're just doing something inevitable. If we didn't act like this, somebody else would. Alan Watt. Yeah, that's exactly how they rationalize it. Uh, as I say, through the Darwinian studies of uh, different species and so on, they go down through the sea urchins and all these things and different groups that came down through the ages. They've never found missing links, but that's not the point. The point is things go extinct. And we do have evidence of that. Different different animals go extinct. Um, so they, they they put man in the same category, and they, they they couch it in phases or stages of mankind, from the early types to the present type. And they truly believe that they themselves, because they're up there in academia, they're in the sciences, uh, they have positions of power and control. They believe they are a separate species that they have evolved, and the old types that used to work in factories and so on during the 20th century are now obsolete and have to go. And they even rationalize why they must go uh, according to the laws of this Darwinian uh, theory uh, that if the old type come into the new system, they'll overwhelm the elite who have um, uh, got evolved even higher and bring down that high group. That's what they truly believe. This is identical to 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 Hinduism. Hinduism goes through this and I think that's the connecting link between um, uh, much of higher Freemasonry and this new world order. Um, in Hinduism, they believe there are cycles uh, in nature that last millions of years, different phases. They, they, they call them ages. And at the end of each age, those that evolve, remember, they start from slime into amoebas and through animals, through transmigration of souls and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, eventually they, they get to this advanced type and they go on into the next wave while the old type dies off. It's, it's identical to Darwinism. And you have to ask yourself, did Darwinism come first, or did they simply copy the Hinduistic philosophies? Or the Babylonian mystical uh, religions is the same thing. Transhumanists, and the low-level kind of porch tr- transhumanists, like porch masons, don't know or haven't read the real dogma, but... Um, Aldous Huxley's brother, the head UN eugenicist, the head eugenicist worldwide at the time, he said we've got to change to transhumanism. So transhumanism, the founder of it, says it is the new name for eugenics. And uh, he says, and now they say at these big eugenics conferences, uh, transhumanist conferences they have, or posthumanists, they say, you will take brain chips, you will evolve into the cybernetic, if we even let you, if you prove your, your worth, and all the rest of you will die because you're not evolving. And so, uh, you know, we face it on that front. Yes, as I say, it's all out in the open today. And what's interesting, too, is their use of words or linguistics. Some call it psycholinguistics. 
and some of the, the, the neuroscientists call it neurolinguistics, by the use of different words uh, to cover up uh, the, the same agenda that used to be called eugenics, the general population are using those new words thinking it's all okay. They can't relate it to what it used to mean. Uh, it's the same thing as having a communist society, and as long as no one at the top mentions communism, no one will see it for what it really is. So we, we tend to get stuck on words, and we can't see beyond that. Um, today they call it this globalization, but it, it is a Sovietized world system they're bringing in. It's a communistic system they're bringing in for the masses. Now, communism or the Soviet system was created by the West. It did not originate in, in the Soviet Union or Russia. Its whole theory was that man was an animal that could be trained to, 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 to go in any direction whatsoever through scientific means and indoctrination and using conditioned responses. Uh, they could take them to wherever they wanted them to be. Lenin himself said, he said, we shall decide uh, what kind of culture to give the public, which is good for the party. And if that culture becomes obsolete or doesn't serve the party, we'll all then change the entire culture again. In other words, all of reality will keep changing and be updated, and the public will accept it like a computer program being upgraded. That's exactly how they're treating the public today, and unfortunately, it's working very well. Alan Watt, long segment coming up. When we start the next hour, we'll go directly to your phone calls. If you want to get lined up, 800-259-9231. Stay with us. We're on the march. The Empire's on the run. Alex Jones and the GCN Radio Network. Crashing through the lies and disinformation. It's Alex Jones, only on the GCN Radio Network. Alan Watt. Let's get into... What the establishment is doing with genetic engineering, uh, I have interviewed and, of course, read hundreds and hundreds of news stories and reports, as I know you have top scientists in genetic engineering who were for it until they found out that, well, I change one gene in a tomato or a potato, and it gets the change I want, but it randomly, each life cycle, changes hundreds if not thousands of things randomly and creates new amino acids, uh, new chemicals, uh, new components, new ring structures, new enzymes that are very, very toxic uh, to other life forms that consume it or come in contact with it. The establishment knows that. Uh, they are testing in the open ocean new forms of chemical-eating bacteria, oil-slick-eating bacteria, which in studies they admit could start replicating and, you know, could create global red tides that could possibly kill a lot of the life in the ocean. That's, you know, one little example. Or these cross-species where they put human genes in a pig so they can get heart valves out of it or grow, uh, which they know, uh, which they admit they're doing, but they keep a lot of it, the details quiet for at least a decade, BBC reports. Humanoids, part human, part bovine, part cow, so they can grow the embryos up to full baby size so they can harvest organs. We know that's going on. Part chimpanzee, part human, uh, part uh, human, part goat, part goat, part spider. Or they have some transgenetic organisms that have over 200 uh, different species, plant, ant, uh, plant, animal, jellyfish. They're selling on the open market cats that glow in the dark, monkeys that glow in the dark, uh, that have jellyfish skin. Uh, and you tell the public, they laugh and giggle and say that doesn't exist. Uh, but even though it's on the market, 
uh, you know, just thousands of things randomly going on, huge facilities randomly with gene guns, firing different genetics into plants, animals, uh, sea life, openly releasing them. You know, now there's many areas of the world more GMO salmon than there are the other salmon. They're now out competing them, uh, removing them, and then, and then they have uh, breeding problems, and then it shows down the line have genetic problems after so many replications, after so many uh, uh, life cycles. I mean, there's just millions of problems. I could go on for hours. And the elite are not gods. They know this stuff can get out of control. And I have some of these quotes in Endgame, top transhumanists, top globalists saying, we don't care. In fact, if we get bored, we may just nuke the planet because of the power of killing ourselves and destroying the species forever. It's so beautiful. And Lenin said, you know, I would love to just, he would write poems about destroying the earth and killing everyone and how beautiful it would be. So really, they're not survival of the fittest. A true fittest would, would, would understand the species, have love for it, would have compassion, would, would be endowed, uh, you know, that strain of our species with, 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 uh, Understanding how dangerous this all is, moving carefully with it, uh, trying to empower everyone, trying to lift the species to a higher level uh, peacefully, trying to colonize space instead of dumbing down, hoarding, controlling, poisoning, and endangering the entire biosphere. And that's a long two-minute question. Specifically, uh, you know, with that whole field of information, I see them as actually very aberrant and self-destructive, and in their own words, they admit that. So they need to be removed from power right now. They're mid-level servants who are just into the power trip of killing 90% and running things. I don't think they've studied their own master's blueprint that really, at the end of the day, they just want to kill everybody, including themselves. It's possible, but what I've always noticed, too, for many years is that whatever is released to the public uh, to do with science is generally obsolete the time we get a hold of the information, uh, there's a much higher level of science that they can... Uh, but when you understand that Huxley himself uh, wrote Brave New World in 1933, with all of that data to do with the genes and so on, long, be- long before uh, they really discovered the genes we are told, they were still teaching in the 70s, the 60s and 70s in medicine that they suspected that genes lived on chromosomes, but they couldn't prove it. And yet here's Huxley writing in 1933 about a science that had not even come in at that time in the general uh, 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 university. And mass drugging of the public and forced abortions and total control, yes. what yes. they're now setting up. Go ahead. And it's the same when you, when you break it down to uh, genes to do with uh, the Human Genome Project. Um, Basically, that thing was on the go before, once again, before they, they were so advanced in understanding the genes. So who was, who was telling the truth? The ones who are doing the research at the bottom and learning it all over again or a much higher group above them that already knows all of this stuff. And what we find with the elite, too, they have incredible faith, absolute faith in their own ingenuity. And with the use of science, they believe they can go on forever indefinitely. And I think that at a very high level, they've ironed all of these problems out. They talk about reseeding the planet if need be. They have uh, warehouses, storehouses, where they have all the genes of the entire planet, of plant, insects, animals, and so on. So they have the giant underground labyrinths that they admit they have. Lord knows what what they have that we're not aware of. And so they're prepared for that. And that may be even in their plan is to wreck everything to then rebuild it. It could very well be. I remember watching one of the Star Trek uh, movies, and remember Gene Roddenberry uh, was a member of uh, NASA. So he the Genesis knew, Project. Uh, the Genesis yeah. Project, yeah. 
and he was also a member of the First Earth Army to start the greening process for conservation and really to conserve humans. And um, so he wrote it into that, and, and they had one episode in one of the movie versions where they called it the Genesis Project, where they reseeded a whole planet and started it off from scratch. And these characters didn't dream up this stuff. They already had plans to do this kind of thing if they needed to do it on planet Earth itself. And I am certain that if by some fluke they, they don't get their way, because they do hold all the powers or the reins of power across the planet today, if they don't get their way, they, they will have something uh, up their sleeves where they would go ahead and uh, pull this off, because they truly have utter faith in their own ability and acquired knowledge uh, of sciences that's hidden from the public. We, as I say, we, we get obsolete stuff at the, at the bottom level. Uh, that's why they call it research. It's been done before at a higher level. So, um, well, take Ian Fleming. I mentioned this yesterday. In the early 50s, he writes his second book, James Bond, Moonraker, where the elite are going to kill everybody, go to a space station, and then come back and after the biological weapons killed everyone and reseat with the eugenic superculture. This is a high-level MI6 agent, OSS agent. And then now their newest James Bond uh, is where there's a fake global environmental group using fake carbon taxes to bring in a world tyranny. They're just flaunting it in our face. Yes, they are flaunting it in our face. And it's interesting, the World Wildlife Fund has what they call three arcs on the planet. One of them is in Louisiana. And in there they have cryogenics with, again, every, every possible uh, gene from every possible animal, insect, etc., in those particular arcs. And they said, and this program is a public broadcasting uh, program with a professor who's in charge of, the, of that particular one arc, she said there's three, uh, that this will be used uh, if anything happened to planet Earth. They can reseed the planet with everything they have there. And they've tested this stuff out. They have brought ovum and sperm together from different creatures, um, and they've inserted them into other types of creatures and successfully brought them to term. So they can literally uh, breed any kind of, of uh, animal or even a human inside another animal if need be and bring it to term after being stored in cryogenics for who knows how long. So we're talking about dolphins with human brains or just, just it's endless. Well, I, I agree with what you just said. I believe that, uh, well, we know that they're at least 30, 40 years ahead and that's exponential. And so that's why they're so arrogant now. Uh, in the time frame, uh, how do you see them with the soft-kill weapons? They've already turned up the ambient background mm-hmm. with the soft-kill weapons, with the cancer viruses, with the barium and, 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 and aluminum uh, spraying on the public, yeah. uh, with their operations worldwide. Uh, go through the next uh, 10 years uh, and, and then out, and I understand this is a projection from your deep research, uh, but I've done my separate research, and that's why I'm always so impressed with is that you're always on the same line and even bring it further in many cases. That's why we're so honored to have you, Alan. And I just really respect your intellect and research on this because I've came to the some come to the same organic uh, analysis as uh, you are here with my discernment. And discernment's really just your com- your your you know full mind capacity, the electrochemical computer you have, listeners integrating all the information, um, and and of course their own statements break down specifically when you believe they'll start mass plagues or, or smaller plagues to get us herded into cities, to train us to live under total control uh, and, and, and into more of a THX-1138 type system, rats in the cage. 
Mm-hmm. And then when do the mass calls come? And will they use neutron bombs, as the Ministry of Defense says they may, or, or will they use special race-specific weapons, blaming it on imaginary terror groups and caves? Uh, and, and, and how will these phases unfold, and in what time frame for the, I always said 80% extermination, that's in the public documents. Now they're in the newest documents saying, well, really, it's 99%. We just told our underlings 80%. It's really we're going to kill 99% of people. So go ahead. Yes. When you go into the records of the think tanks that advise NATO, for instance, and the U.S. uh, military as well, they're identical. They're all identical, all the projections for the future. And this starts really with a statement right after 9-11, 2001, where they said this will be a hundred years war. And everyone was shaking their heads saying, well, why would it take a hundred years to finish off the Middle East? They weren't talking about the Middle East. They were talking about a long-term strategy plan for the entire planet. And these think tanks in their own records will always use history. They'll tell you where they get their ideas from. They go back into the Middle Ages where they had plagues rampaging across the whole of Europe. But during those plague times, too, when many people were dying, millions of people died, they also had incredible wars going on at the same time. And the effects on the general populations were studied even then, often by monks who did uh, the documentation to see the effects on the public who were truly mind-bombed. They were so afraid that the plague was going to get them, so much so they'd allow armies to march through and pillage their their food from them and their livestock, etc. And so when you see what they've dreamed up in their documentation as a a projection for the next 30 to 100 years for the military, it ties right in with that. They say uh, that um, they expect starting around 2010, 2012, uh, we will be a global society de facto. Uh, It will be signed into law. But then... Um, the plagues are coming, they expect them to come. So we'll have plagues just like the Middle Ages, pandemics. Now, pandemics are ideal for bringing down a population of, of uh, even the whole world, but not too suddenly, because a pandemic can be contained within an area, it can die off and reappear two or three years later and kill off more in the same area. So it's a long-term takedown. That way, the, the, the people who are alive can bury the dead. It's not untidy. They're all they're all out of sight, etc. So we clean up our own mess as we die off. And at the same time, they expect there's going to be massive food shortages, which they had again in the Middle Ages. Uh, and in the Middle Ages, where you had various armies competing with each other and kings for, for power in different countries, um, you'll, you'll, you're going to have a global society here where the people will be revolting for lack of food. Uh, because the food supply of the world is now tied up into about five corporations' hands. And we know the United Nations, under their own mandate, and the Department of Agriculture, say that they will be responsible for doling out the food to every nation. And part of that will be to keep down the populations. If your population increases, they will not increase the food supply. But what you're going to find is once they give you a quota for maximum population, the next year they're going to down that quota again. Say, well, we know we told you this, but we'll have to bring it. there's not enough food to go around, so you have to bring down your population. So each country will be up to them to bring down their numbers one way or another. And at the same time this is happening, you're going to have a world military managing the riots to do with food primarily and lack of necessities and medicines and so on. And they're prepared to use neutron bombs 
So it's almost an update of the Middle Ages that they're bringing into effect. It worked then, and and they believe it will work again. And they they believe that by the year 2030, uh, we'll pretty well be be all died off one way or another. Most of us apparently are sterile already, or almost so. And they believe then that China will start to decline massively because even now, I think their population is two, two to three or three males to every one female because they're, they're encouraging infanticide there is mainly on the female and therefore they themselves will start to decline and because once they're on the westernized food and the inoculations, they will also start to become sterile. So within another, say, 2030 to 2050, 2060, uh, the, the population of China will be drastically reduced as well. So this is how they, they see the whole plan working out. And then they tie in uh, the transhumanism agenda where they'll bring out a, a new type to serve them, uh, no doubt grow their own food for those who are left, for the, for the elites themselves, uh, natural food, of course, uh, but a new, a new type of human who will give them no problems whatsoever. They'll be manufactured humans with no ability to think as a separate individual there'll be a, a type of herd animal or hive animal as, as they call it in their own words uh, and they'll be very very efficient and they can also be programmed to do different jobs because they'll also be part cyborg that's really what they, they, believe, they, they believe at the top and this is through all the records of, of academia to do with transhumanism that's what I, I wanted to add it. that's what I wanted to add they are and we'll continue they're sucking the youth in and the Army said this, as you know, decades ago, declassified in 2001, no, 2000 in February. They said, we're going to use hype, video games, culture to literally get the young people to want to be wireheads. And then they'll rebel against mom and dad and say, hey, there's a law. I'm allowed to be augmented. And, and then the Washington Post admits that the corporations are getting the children ready to rebel, the teenagers, to take the augmentation. And then now... One of the most famous video game company owners and inventors came out and said, yeah, soon you'll need to be augmented with chips in your body to even play our game. Yeah. And the young people are already in their Sims reality. They're, you know, 20 million people in World of Warcraft. This is their reality. And so they're already being inserted into it. And the Army said, we're going to use Xboxes now. Uh, uh, the very platform to have the teenagers fly our predator drones, and so they'll just sit there having fun, dehumanizing, killing people, playing real games on an Xbox platform, hooked into the pre- predator drones, and then now they're at the malls with these huge video game displays, the Army, that's in the news today, all over the country, uh, showing them simulated battle attacks or recordings of it, uh, of real attacks, to teach them how much fun it is uh, to be involved, uh, they're piloting the robotic craft and the entire military by 2012 with the aircraft, the attack craft is converting, uh, uh, into drones. And then, of course, the humans are phased out because a tiny elite can then program the entire, uh, uh military apparatus that is serviced, uh, in these, uh, giant, uh, aircraft carrier sized, land based, ground based, air based, repair centers that are robotic with basic human technicians that upkeep it to where the elite can just punch a button and launch giant attacks against countries and it won't matter if the troops even said no so literal godlike uh, powers now being seated into the hands of the elite uh, Alan Watts, stay there we're going to come back and get into the carbon footprint uh, the, the social youth brigades that are going to be in all your homes just the absolute enslavement 
pienso que un sueño parecido no volverá más. Y me pintaba las manos y la cara de azul. Y de provisa le viento rápida me debo. I'm sorry to some out there who are laughing at us right now. Who've been neutralized psychologically by the controllers. Because your own false identity that you've had constructed for you is what you believe is your intellect or your, your being is a false construct. So you can't go against who you believe you are. You have to deny what we're saying. It's all documented because uh, you feel like your own enslavement is your is your soul. That's very sad because uh, we need to try to avert this. We need to try to reverse this. We have a limited window in time, in my opinion, to reverse what's happening. Alan, uh, what, digressing for a moment, do you think we are in that limited window? I mean, is and, and I want to get into solutions later. And then B, uh, continuing with uh, the phasing out of uh, humanity. Uh, I think we're well underway. We didn't know that we were being sterilized until the reports came out. Uh, the reports I've had for 50 years started to leak out. So we get the news 50 years later. Um, this is how things are done. We're the last to be told any truth, or at least even the facts of the truth. And they're well on their way to their objective. We're watching them go through this financial nonsense. Uh, this is the power of the purse, the last thing to be used to unite the whole planet. And because we're all on the one economic system, we know no other way. This is all we've been given. This is all we can remember for thousands, a couple of thousand years. Uh, then uh, there seems to be no way out of it. Um, so the power of the purse is, is going to force everyone along into the next phase of control. Money is used, remember, mainly as a tool by the elites. They don't need money. Uh, they already own everything technically. They don't have to carry cash with them or even credit cards. Uh, doors open wherever they go. So, but money is the, the trick to control the people and to get us to work along with their system, for their system. Uh, eventually, they won't even need that. Uh, but part of the, the, the phase on the way to the elimination of money for their brave new worlds will be a credit system that will come in for every citizen. And Bertrand Russell talked about this back in the 1950s, where the government, in, in collusion with the banks, will directly give you into your account every week uh, a deposit which you cannot save up so it starts at the same figure every Monday and uh, if you go against the system you don't behave in a certain way whatever uh, they will hold back their credits you can't pay your rent and so on and this is going to be used as a form of social control so we see with this this present government bank merger system that's coming in that's right on with the agenda and the government will eventually be right into your account and they will use it as a, as a tool to control you. If you've been a bad boy, no more money for a few weeks until you bend the knee. And this is coming in, and I'm certain this is what's going to come out of this whole globalized monetary system they're bringing in right now. And again, they create all the crises. They release the biological agents, then they offer the solution. They engineer the economic crisis, they offer the solution. They slip in uh, the Chinese slave goods out of China, and then they say, okay, we passed a law that nobody in America can weave clothes for their children and we're banning any production in textiles in the U.S. or anywhere else uh, unless it's certified by the government. 
which then knocks out all the good clothes made properly to where we can only have the GMO cotton and the bad stuff from India and China. I mean, it's all happening. We see them raiding watermelon farms that are selling watermelons or raiding people selling milk or raiding people selling eggs. They're obsessed with shutting down any grassroots agrarian uh, self-sufficient societies, which shows that's one of their weak points, isn't it? It is one of the weak points, indeed, yes. Back in 70 seconds, Alan, let's talk about that and talk about solutions and things we can do to fight this. And I want to get into chemtrails with you and uh, our carbon footprint, how that's going to be controlled. And then we'll uh, go to your phone calls, ladies and gentlemen. Final hour, straight ahead.